0: You're listening to Shine On Policycast, Solar Power Europe's podcast that brings you EU solar policy updates in 10 minutes or less. I'm your host, Bethany Mabin, Head of Press and Policy Comms at Solar Power Europe. You can find me on Twitter at solar Power Beth. And today we're joined by Annie Scanlon, Policy and Impact Director of Resource, the European platform for corporate renewable energy sourcing. Follow the Resource platform on Twitter and LinkedIn to get regular updates. Annie, welcome to PolicyCast. Thank you so much for having me. So today we're going to talk PPAs, the resource platform, corporate renewable sourcing. Uh, But before we get into all of that, maybe you can just introduce the concepts and yourself and the resource platform.
1: Happy to. Thanks so much. Um, So the resource platform, we are in essence a community of renewable energy corporate buyers um, and the suppliers of that renewable energy. We really saw a benefit of bringing together the suppliers and the buyers to really accelerate uh, corporate sourcing, particularly of renewable energy. Um, so we do that through events, through shaping the policy environment um, and lots of kind of practical workshops and tools for, you know, the average company to really understand what their their options are to source renewables. I'm director of that platform. So overseeing all of those uh, activities, working very closely with both the buyers and suppliers. Um, and it's very good fun. yeah. <laughs> And so when buyers are, you know, going out there trying to get their contracts for renewable energy,
0: how do they know it's renewable energy? And, you know, what are they looking out for in, in, in that sense?
1: Yeah, so, um, you know, corporate sourcing, it's a bit of a mysterious topic to some. And I think, you know, now in Brussels, that's really at the heart of the debate. Everyone's talking about these these things called PPAs. What is a PPA? Um, so in, in essence, a PPA is a power purchase agreement. This is a long term contract for energy uh, which a corporate, so, you know, steel factory or a, a food plant uh, will sign with a supplier. Um, that contract tends to run for about 10 to 15 years um, and it's a, it's a fixed price. So that's really fantastic business wise that they have this oversight of their energy costs. Um, and of course, then they're protected from, from the volatile markets, um, which we've seen, you know, to the extreme in the last couple of years. Um, so that's, you know, makes fantastic business sense. But of course, that also um, is great for, for the average company's decarbonisation strategy. Um, so when they sign an agreement with a company providing renewable energy, um, they can use this to to play into their, their decarbonisation plan, um, as long as it's underlined with a guarantee of origin. So going to throw in some new terminology <laughs> here. Uh, you know these these go's as we call them are really really crucial because um, they're basically the certificates that prove that energy that's being consumed yeah. was produced from a renewable source so solar farm wind farm um and then that yeah is really beneficial for the green tr- transition of these companies and then they have their their badge of honor that their, their beer or
0: the steel or whatever is produced with green energy and that's uh yeah super for their business case and their decarbonization plans yeah.
1: go's everyone always forgets about them but they're so, so underpinning at all
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> um so you touched upon it there a little bit in your answer but energy crisis last couple of years volatile prices obviously pushing demand in theory for for, for ppas um but at the same time obviously we're seeing government response to the energy crisis and we're seeing market design proposals coming out and uh, there's different debates there and having different impacts on the PPA market in Europe. So maybe you can just explain a little bit what's happening there and and what's that meant for the work of resource and um, yeah the PPA world yep. in the last kind of twenty four months.
1: No, I mean indeed we. I mean it's been a real tragedy of the year, right? Um, you know, for the average consumer, impossible energy bills that we never thought that we would have to face um you know for for industries particularly energy intensive industries where energy is really their their biggest cost um you know there were aluminium factories closing because they just could not compete um and still produce on on those energy prices so that's really the the sad story of this last year so very understandably governments you know have woken up to this um you know there was a feeling that the market was broken that you know it was really you know something that had to be to be fixed um, you know I think in essence how, how we see that crisis, how it played out. I mean it was a it was a crisis of supply. We obviously didn't have the imports of, of gas that we had. We had shooting uh, gas prices. Um, so this really has disrupted the markets. Um, and of course we don't like the outcome of that. so very understandable that governments have, have tried to sort of put into place some regulations to try and help there. Um, and at EU level the the European Commission felt very strongly there needed to be an EU response. Um, so the culmination of that has been this revision of the electricity market design so anyone in the energy world this is really you know their life this is my life right now Um, but it's you know it's so crucial that we get this right because of course we've got to try and sort of cushion consumers from those those very volatile markets but also have in mind that we're transitioning to this world where we of course want as much and you know the majority of our energy sources coming from renewables Um, so that brings in different challenges of how we make sure we have that continued supply um, and just making
0: sure that we don't kind of undermine that certainty and that clear path forward for renewables and
1: connecting those those dots there yeah. yeah yeah so I think you know for us you know really wanting to help companies buy renewable energy more easily you know I think that would be our core mission uh, you know this is really an opportunity for this to help companies but also sort of you know, lay out that path to how we get to that renewables majority grid in the future. Yeah, so I mean, we're recording this at a moment where uh, there's
0: been kind of a tentative agreement in Parliament. There's going to be a vote uh, probably next week. Um, so, where are discussions now? Are we feeling good about it? Is it going to be good for PPAs? Is it going to be good for this kind of path forward to majority of renewable grids?
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, the caveat being we are talking before this vote and before the council <laughs> position. So don't hold me to this yeah. if, it, if it all are your predictions ripped up next week. <laughs> um, but, you know, look, we had the, the commission proposal, which I think actually was very balanced. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, let's also remember we've got elections next year. We're really at the end of the political term. So, you know, it's not the moment to be really just ripping up the electricity market. And, you know, I think the commission proposal was right in that way. Very targeted response, really a focus on how can we put in sort of long-term safety nets for companies, um, you know, really make grids work better? And, you know, uh, how, how can we really support the renewables rollout? You know, I think this is this is absolutely right. Um, and there was a PPA article, so this power purchase agreement again, um, which I think, you know, for us was is fantastic because politicians have really woken up to the fact that PPAs are an excellent tool for businesses, both from a you know cost hedging perspective and an environmental perspective. So that was a really really great signal for them. Um and then yeah when when obviously the the parliament started working on that, um you know politicians in the parliament are very answerable to their constituents, so I think you know a lot of amendments they were making were really with that in mind, you know how can we help the average consumer, you know really deliver those low low electricity prices that we all want. So Uh, Yeah, that's that's what we saw coming out of the parliament. Um, There was a couple of unhelpful things that we thought was, uh, yeah, maybe not the right moment to be added in that we saw uh, things like kind of EU PPA database. Um, You know, there was a proposal around, you know, that we'd have to reveal the price structure of a PPA, which is absolutely sensitive information. (laughs) It's a corporate business. You can't just, yeah. In, in essence could act, have acted as a disincentive yeah, yeah. to sign a PPA. Um, we also saw, um, you know, standardized contracts whilst it was voluntary just seemed a bit odd mm. to be trying to sort of regulate what is in essence a market, market tool, um, you know, bits and bobs like that, which we just thought, you know, is this really helping the average company go out and sign a PPA or actually are we creating new barriers? So in the parliament, we're a bit concerned with that. But, uh, you know, I think how the 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 kind of co-shadows and the rapporteur have worked out a compromise, um, we we think is really an improvement. There's lots of wording on there about, you know, member states needing to remove barriers to PPAs at national level, really prioritise unlocking this for more companies. Um, you know, that's great. Um, one thing I didn't mention was that there were some rumblings and rumors and amendments then that came out um about institutionalizing the market revenue cap. Mm-hmm. So we've not touched on that yet but <laughs> let's touch on it. Let's touch on it. Um you know this was one of the this was part of basically the emergency response um at national level um you know clearly High gas prices meant that there were increased revenues for for kind of utility companies in essence. So the the CAP was introduced as a way to try and kind of claw back um some of that money for the public and really help consumers pay their bills. Um, you know, whilst I think that, you know, seemed like a good idea and um, you know, was implemented in many member states, unfortunately it didn't actually work. Yeah. Um, you know, it was a very complicated tool that um, you know, how they kind of accounted it and you know actually grabbed the money back from these companies. We didn't see any member states really um, actually getting the amount of money that was expected. Um, and we saw that confirmed in the commission's report a few weeks ago that basically said that the caps had kind of served their purpose. They're not a, a long-term tool and in fact hadn't actually been that successful. Um, and the reason that we think that that's a really important message from the commission is really because um, a revenue cap basically acts as a massive disincentive for investment yeah um so we saw for instance investment in renewables projects go down um you know in the wind sector for instance there was you know the lowest amount of wind turbine orders that had been seen for years and years and years um you know these are real life consequences of disincentivizing investment in europe and you saw that directly impact the ppa market as well Indeed. I mean, what I always like to say is the the sort of what is going on in the renewables market is the other side of the coin for the PPA market. I mean, if there's a poor environment for new wind and solar farms to be built. There's not going to be enough projects to be signed for a PPA, um, you know, for these industries to, to transition, you know, looking particularly at those energy intensives. The amount of electricity they need is eye-watering. Um, you know, I think the steel sector consumes about the same as Belgium. Um, So Quite a lot. we need <laughs> yeah. so much solar, we need so much wind. Um, So anything that really just spooks the markets um, and means that we're not really getting those new wind and solar farms is a disaster for PPAs. Yeah. So now we're kind of moving away from this idea of, of, of the cap and uh, we've got the vote
0: kind of coming in the next week. And and then there's a few other dates in market design and in
1: the resource calendar. So what are the kind of next steps uh, into the into the autumn? Uh, we certainly like to see the compromise that was found between the the shadows and the rapporteur to be adopted, um, and then that puts the the itra committee. You know they they've done their job. We then have a plenary vote um, coming up probably in September. In parallel to that, the council also still needs to conclude its its position. Um, you know, we didn't really talk much about the council, but, you know, I think all to play really in the the trial negotiations. So certainly we'll be keeping a close eye on, you know, whether that revenue cap reappears, um, you know, how would a crisis um, really be triggered? I think that's also really important to see so that we're not just perpetually in, in crisis mode four times a year. And... Yes, yeah, indeed, <laughs> indeed. So I suppose that's on on the policy side. Um, you know, it's critical we get that right to really open up the market to more companies to to source renewable energy. Um, and what we do from more of a kind of business perspective, is, uh, we we like to organise lots of activities where buyers can really come and learn practical information that will really give them the tools to go out and sign more renewable energy deals. Uh, so from the 25th to the 27th of October, um, everyone's invited to Amsterdam um, and we'll have the buyers three days as a special first day just for buyers uh, where they can attend boot camps and really get loads of practical information. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. Um, and then the following two days, they can meet suppliers, they can go to a conference and you know learn really in detail what, what they need to know to, to go out and sign a PPA. They can attend for free. So energy buyers really can come just for that. Uh, that experience to take their their environmental and sustainability journey the next step. Oh, so trilogs will continue into into autumn oh, and market design and
0: resources perfectly placed in October then to to bring everybody to talk about it at that that key time. And then maybe after that, and maybe after you get a break, we we come back and we we talk about how it's all landed here in PolicyCast. But thanks so much for your insights today, Annie. And uh, yeah, let's keep keep the conversation going. My pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for listening to Shine On Policycast. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to share on social media, tagging at EU.